On this Sunday edition of Any Given Fun Day, me and Ray start by talking about COVID in the NFL. After that, we get into some MLB playoff talk. We talk Yankees. We talk what happened to them. We talk Aaron Boone. We figure out what's going on in the NBA with Jimmy Butler. We talk about LeBron's legacy, his championships. We talk G-Man Choi. We talk Mike Neat. I mean, we talk about everybody. All right, guys, make sure you download, rate, subscribe, check out our breast cancer awareness merch, and as always, make sure you let the fun days roll. Welcome to another episode of Any Given Fun Day. It's Sunday. My name is Joey Haas, and sitting across from me is Raymond Ostrout. Raymond, how are you on a, on a Sunday? I feel weird. Feels It feels like a different vibe today. Do you feel we groggy? Know? Yeah. I feel groggy. <laughs> like, we're used to, co- I'm used to coming off a full day of work, just like, like, re- like already had my day past me and everything like that. And now it's like we wake up and just get right into it. It's and the it, it, it's the rise and grind. Usually we're just we're already we've taken it all in. We've taken Sunday in. We've taken the octo box in. You know what I'm talking about? Like <laughs> it's it's all been there. We've gone through it. But today we uh, we have to, something to look forward to, and I'm really excited. And at the end of the night, I don't know how excited I am to watch it, but we have the NBA Finals to look forward to of Game Six. Very true. So, very true. So we got a lot to talk about. We do. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> geez. Uh. A lot of yeah. things happened this week. For sure. Yeah, I mean, a lot's happened, but I, dude, it feels real weird here on a Sunday. It does. <laughs> I'm feeling. I'm feeling. I feel like your eyes aren't even open fully. They're not. I've been open for. I've been awake for like two hours. I wish I could say the same. I, I ever since I started my job, I don't think I've slept in past like ten o'clock, unless I've woken up at like seven and then continuously just tried to fall back asleep. It kind of sucks. I, I went all. Sleep. I went all hands on deck this morning. <laughs> like, uh, I pulled out the and and this is this is really bad for me, but I even pulled out the pumpkin spice. I'm not a pumpkin spice guy. I mean, we've 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 went through this a few times. We we know where I stand on this on this subject. But went upstairs. I'm like, wow, I really need some type of coffee, uh, coffee caffeine. Uh, God, just something. Inject me with it. And went to grab a K cup, and it was pumpkin spice. So so that's where we're at. That's where we're at. Here we are. Here here we are. We're here. We're we're ready for it. Um, right, right. Let's start with what let's, let's start with NFL. It's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Why not? Nope. And <clears throat> I mean, you saw it. I don't know if you saw the news last night, but I believe it's a player on the chiefs and there was one other team, um, that both had a positive. I know, I know that the tight, someone from the Titans coaching staff yes. had, um, had got tested positive for it as well. So their whole operation was pretty much shut down yeah, this that's, week. So, yeah. yep. It seems like every other week. I mean, the Titans have actually consistently been having stuff. And one thing I want yep. to point out, too, which I, I've found extremely weird because, I mean, except aside from the Dolphins, which we'll get into in a bit, but aside from the Dolphins reopening for, you know, fans and everything like that, like, not a lot of teams are really letting a ton of people in the stadium. Nope. But you look at college, and there's, like, and you, I definitely, it doesn't even feel different on a Saturday. You know, you know what, what let's mean? talk about that. Let's talk about it that. It doesn't even feel like you're you're watching a, you're in a different era, and we have COVID going on when you're watching a college football game. It just feels like another Saturday. You know what I mean? And Dude, everybody's there. Football, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't feel like there's any sanctions or restrictions, but we haven't, I personally haven't heard anything about a college football player testing positive, which is crazy to think about that. We're having so much, so many problems early with the, with the NFL and haven't really had anything with college. So I guess the question that I that I present is now why you know you, all right so you have you have college football and you have the NFL. So is it, I guess all right so what I'm thinking of the way that I think of this whole situation is we're from New York obviously. Do we are we looking at everything through a New York like lens because of just how how we're how like everything's being handled here? Like, do you think other? I feel like other places, like with other colleges and other NFL teams, they're just over it. 
They're just like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna follow all your rules. It has to deal with politics too, as well. Right, Republicans, sure. Democratic states, stuff like that, which we don't want to get no, into. No, no, absolutely not. But, but I just feel like like everybody else is over it. But like we're looking at everything, and like we we look at it and we're like, oh, they're doing this. Holy God! But then you go over to yeah. somewhere else, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we've been doing this. Like this, this ain't nothing new. Like we're just gonna put everybody six feet apart, but like throw everybody in the stands. And, like, here in New York, we're like, oh, my God, there's six people on a rooftop, and they're all six feet apart, and they all got masks on. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, like, I forgot. I honestly forgot what it's like to, to go to a bar and just, like, feel normal. Because otherwise, when you go to a bar here, it's literally you go with the people. It's basically, like, sitting at someone's house while drinking but paying more expensively for it, right? Because you can't really go up to Have anyone. you been to any good bars? Like, I went, uh, we went to, um, uh, what was it? We went to Center a couple weeks ago, Center Street Pub in Schenectady. Mm-hmm. And like I said, like we all just showed up, we all sat at a table and talked to each other. That's all you can do. Right? Like like we met up with like some other people and it's not like we had a bad time, but you're basically just paying double to triple the amount for for drinks when you could just get, you know, a twelve pack or whatever from, from a gas station, just chill, listen to music that you want to hear and talk to those same people and you know what I mean? So it's just like that part has kind of diminished me from wanting to go out to the bars as much. You know what I mean? Because you're wearing not wearing a mask. To me doesn't bother me, but how strict the places can be. Like if you're literally st- hovering over your stool and you're not wearing your mask, the, the you're out. Come, you're yeah, out of yeah, here. Co- you're out of here. Coming at your neck, bro. You're like, out of here, bro. It's, it's no joke. It's you no want to mingle? Get out of here. Get out of here. What are you a psycho? Got no mask on, bro? What are you crazy, dude? All right. Point being, didn't mean to get that. Yeah. yeah how did we get here? We just got here. I feel like we haven't done a. There's no done how. One those, uh, done one of those in a while, though, where we start on one thing and we. There's no how. It just happens. Yeah. There's no. There's no rhyme or rhythm. It but just we get there. <laughs> back to the NFL. Back to the NFL. I, all right. I just want to talk about it. I mean, is the NFL? Do we see over the next couple of weeks as that you know the uh, the expected the 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 you know we know what's coming. Everybody thinks they know what's coming. The the CDA, the the you know CDC, whatever. Whatever, they know they know that the the COVID is supposed to get worse. So, are, are we looking at on what is it October eleventh? Are we looking at the season getting postponed, canceled, uh, paused in the coming weeks? Because you know the the virus is now hitting every team, even if it's one guy. They just they shut down they the whole operation. Show, yeah, yeah. So, are we looking? I mean, now we're it, it's just every week now. I, I don't. I guess the question that I that I present is. Is is it over, or is it? Are we going to be okay? As long, to, in my in my opinion, as long as people are surviving and continuing to stay healthy off of this, and and death rates aren't going back up to what they were, I think we're okay. I also think we're okay because if you look at it from this lens of the MLB, right? I mean, how bad was that to start? How much do we jump on that bandwagon of like, oh my god, the Cardinals have already missed ten games. What's going to happen? Right. They end up making the playoffs and even have a chance to go and beat the Padres, right? Sure. In the first round of the playoffs. So the Titans obviously Marlins. have taken the what? The Marlins. Yeah, right. Ex- exactly. Yeah. So we had multiple teams where, um, you know, it affected them early, but they still ended up coming through and playing well. So it seems that way is hitting the Titans as hard in the NFL. But, I mean, we saw that it didn't continuously go up and we thought it was going to. And we had the MLB season as least likely to finish. And there's only four teams left there, Joe. So I, I'm pretty confident that that's going to finish unless something substantial happens. That's going to finish. Right, because they're already in the you know the confined space. And I believe fans in the stands are on the way for, for baseball in the next two series. Pretty sure they confirmed that. Really? There will be fans in the stands. I think there's going to be a less percentage in the in the CS. And then in the World Series, there's going to be an even higher percentage. Wow. I mean, I could be completely wrong, and I could have heard that, you know, from, you know, Bobby over at, you know, whatever. I, <laughs> I don't know. But, I mean, that's just what I that, – Hey, it's That's hope. what I heard. I mean, so. generally, it's going to be weird. It's our, It already is weird. Right? It's weird. Like, it, there's a reason why the – we'll get to it later as well, but there's a reason why – the NBA Finals ratings are so low. Like, yep. it just doesn't feel the same. Like, you hit a game-winning shot, and, like, it's like, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, cool. Like, it doesn't have that same feeling of as Ray Allen hitting that three back with the Miami Heat. You know, and the with, whole uh, building shakes, and, the, and it's, it's a mini oh earthquake God, in yeah, Miami. You're just, like, it, it gives you that different energy and that different feel than than what's happening this year. And you can you can tell, 
you know, obviously sports is taking a hit, but at least we have sports. So yeah, it's kind yeah of, it can't be greedy. Yeah, can't exactly. Be greedy. Um, no, I, I just don't know what to think of. I, I just feel like there's, uh, there's more doubt setting in. Is there something on the wall? Oh, I don't no. know. You were looking over there because I know that bug's out there. <laughs> He's out there, bro. <laughs> so I'm like, was, yo, that thing was I don't know bad. what it is. That I don't know what it is. That had to be a spider of some sort. No, that was not a spider. No way, bro. That was like, that, that honestly looked like a black cricket. Like that it, was not, a, no. It looked like one. You're bugging. I'm just telling you what it looked like. Um... You know, I think it had eight legs. I'm pretty sure. I don't think it had any legs. I think it was just floating. It was just, <laughs> it was floating, it was just there, bro. We oh, should bring him out to the show. We, no, I'm we good. Really Keep him out there. Um, I don't know if I, I just I there's doubt setting into me that things may go more south. Um, in the in the coming weeks, just because you know, I feel like there needs to be some type of threshold set to where you know. If if a guy gets it or two guys get it get it or whatever or a certain amount gets it, you can just like be like, okay, you guys are gonna quarantine, but let's let's keep the show moving here. There's rapid testing for a reason. I I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm looking into it too much. Maybe the NFL is gonna be fine. Maybe we just need to get used to it for a year or two. The fact that there may be games that are canceled, like I I don't know. Yeah, it, it, it didn't it didn't bother us the first three weeks. Or two weeks, mm-hmm. and then it was just like we had oh, one. We had one. Here. Ca- we had literally had. I want to say one case, and then the thing with it too is like fantasy wise, it sucks. Oh, it sucks! Oh, like having to it read sucks. through all these rules and like kind of guess of who's going to play this week and oh, who's it not. Sucks. Along with injuries, with the amount of injuries that we've had this year and everything like that, like dude, like it's you almost Deep kind side. of want the NFL because. It's screwing a ton of people, including myself. I'm screwed for fantasy this week. I had like I had Jerry Judy. I had um who else did I have? I'm trying to think. Um, Anybody from the Pats? Yeah, I had, I had um Burkhead, Edelman. I had Edelman. I had Edelman and I had the Broncos defense, which isn't a crazy big deal. I can just pick up another defense. Right. But, I mean a couple guys who where I had to take them out and put in like can Brandon Cooks and uh who's the other one that I had to put in? I had to put in Jarvis Landry. Like they're not horrible players, but I mean, uh, com- projected wise, they're it's just not the same. So. Okay, so so to to wrap up this little part here, then and then we'll get into to the Dolphins. Uh, actually, no, let's just get right into the Dolphins and we'll wrap the whole thing up. What What are your initial thoughts on on Miami just saying, "All right, we're sending it sixty five thousand people, let's go." So since COVID started, obviously when it first happened and, you know, all this initial breakout happened, it seemed like if someone you knew got it that you hung out with at all and came anywhere near in contact with them, they had it, right? Like you ought to, like everyone around you automatically got it. And, yeah. and that was yep. how the outbreak started. But now it's like, I mean, you get these guys on, on NFL teams where it's one person getting it. They test everybody else and everyone else is negative. So I'm in, kind of impartial about this. I think it's a good test. Because I think at some point we needed to do it. And I don't think the Dolphins are going to get 65,000 fans in general anyway. But unless they actually bring Tua I think if in, they start Tua, there's 65,000 people. Yeah, I, I I completely agree with that. They've said that they were going to keep Fitzpatrick, I want to say, at least to start um, this week. So, I mean, he's had his flashes, but Ryan Fitzpatrick has that every single year. Um, but going back to the fans thing, I think we definitely needed to try this at some point in time or another. And... I mean, Florida was one of our hotspots at one point and still kind of is. So yeah. I think it's a good test to see, you know, wh- wh- where we go from here. You know, we kind of build off this and say, hey, this many people got it or no one got it. And we can kind of, you know, lift some of these sanctions and keep going forward. And even if guys are getting COVID, you know, people are still surviving from it and, and feeling OK. So, you know, it's just. We need to keep moving in the right direction. It feels like we've been at a stalemate for so many, for like two months. It feels like nothing's happened. And we haven't heard anything. And phase one, phase two, phase oh three, my, and then yeah, it's what, just what, stuck what, what, what at phase at? four. Yeah, it's it just, just like there. we haven't we haven't done anything. And you know, obviously Trump got Corona, so that probably put a halt on everything as well. But Jesus, man, I mean. So do you think that 
it was a good decision to just go straight balls to the wall, just like 65,000 people. Like I would have at least eased I don't know into it. A, I, that's what I mean. I don't know if it's a good decision, but we needed to try it at some point. Not saying this is the right time for it by any stretch of the imagination with everything that's going on, especially now and how many more cases. Like if we did this like week one, week two, and we didn't have any cases, that would have made a lot more sense. Well, not even that. It's just like you go from the, the teams <laughs> that have 25% and it's like, all right, we're allowing like 16,000 yeah, like people. I'm excited to hear like 34.9% of fans are being let into stadiums. And now the, the Dolphins are like, fuck that. We're going to one up you. <laughs> fuck it. We'll two up you. Fuck it. We'll, we'll up you. We'll, we'll just double everything you're saying right now. <laughs> fuck it. 100%. Let's go. We're one and two. We have nothing to lose. Let's go. And that's just that's just where we're going to leave that. We need to pay for this new Miami, stadium. Miami. <laughs> yeah. We're paying for this. Tua, you're starting. Coach Flores. I, I I want you to bench Fitzpatrick in the second quarter and just send to in and just get the sixty five thousand fans riled up and then it's gonna be and then be hearing, disappointed. Yeah, it's gonna be weird hearing full like fans again. I wonder if there's like a restriction on their noise. Like <laughs> like projectile spit or something. <laughs> like if you make too much noise, like, you know when you yell? Yeah. You you spit sometimes. Yeah, but I wonder how Hey, hey, you over there <laughs> you put you just have, like they have security officers at every single staircase, like m- hey. everything. <laughs> I don't know, but like like I said, I as well, Joe. I mean, if you're gonna go there, you know your risk. You know, if you're going outside, you know your risk of of you know getting COVID and getting get the opportunity that is presented. You know what you're getting into. So if hey, you say it scientifically, go, contracting. Okay, COVID. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm not a uh, scientist over here, but. I guess you are so, but like I said, you you know what you're getting into with um with when you're going out and doing all that stuff. So, yep, yep. Okay. First time we've talked about COVID in a while. So yeah, and and I think it's the last time we're out. <laughs> Hopefully. Okay, let's talk about. I, I, this is all right. Let's talk baseball. I need to talk baseball, and then we'll talk. Um, then we'll talk other stuff. Whatever. Baseball. Those mother freaking Yankees, man. They really let me down. And I know, I know you got down. a feeling about. I know you got something you want to talk they, about. They let a lot of people down, and let me tell you what I was genuinely shocked at. Ninety percent of that game until that home run, ninety percent of that game, I was like, "There's no way the Yankees lose this game." I was like, especially with the. I was, was like, just "This so... is their game. You get a scrap run. You have that bullpen that's been so dominant, and, and you've paid so much money for and put the time into, right? And and, and obviously the the settings of Petco Park kind of affected how." How it's played, but I mean, look, that that's that's where we're at right now. That's what everyone's dealing with. You know, it's not just the Yankees. So, um, obviously, that was a factor in it, but there was a lot of other factors to me per, uh, personally, as a viewer watching this, that really made this a bad series for me on Aaron Boone's part. And I'll tell you why. So, game two, right? Everyone knows what happened. They they brought out Debbie. Everyone was shocked that they put him game two in. You know, let the young kid go, see what he can do, give him his first playoff start. I was excited about it. I was excited about it to see what he could do. You know, everyone's calling this guy the young, the you know, the young Pedro Martinez or the next Pedro Martinez, and, and with his stuff and the way that he pitches, his stu- his stature, everything that can go with him, right? You throw him one inning, he doesn't he doesn't pitch great. He gets the first two outs and then gives up a bomb, gets out of it, right? Whatever. And then Aaron Boone's already got J.A. Happ warming up in the pen. I mean, what kind of message are you sending to the young guy? <laughs> I mean, holy hell, I would be pissed. I would be, I would be like, I'll be like, are you really taking me out right now? And he was like, yeah, I just wanted, I just wanted an opener. When you are up one zero on statistically the best baseball team in the league right now, you know what I mean, and a team that's been so hot and is actually has a chance of contending with you in 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 the in the games, right? Why are you taking your foot off of the pedal? Why are you not pushing the throttle and saying, let's go get these dudes today, put them down 2-0, and we're going? This is our year, right? That's your message you need to be sending to your team. And to me, that was not what Aaron Boone had said to them, is that, oh, we'll, we'll get some innings out of J.A. Happ. If we lose this game, you know, at least we can get Cole game five, and we know we're going to win that game. Lucky us. Lucky us. I'm glad we got to game five. But how did that play out for you guys? Didn't matter. Cole did his job, sure. Did a hell of a job. But you leave Chapman out there for seven outs. You have a bunch of questionable decisions, right, throughout the entirety of this series that just left me wondering and saying, as a Yankees fan, how like how can you possibly feel? 
you know, I, a lot of people didn't even want to talk to me about it. You I was know like, how I, I was feel? like, hey, man, I, I, I completely understand. If I was, if I watched that from my perspective, I would be sick. You want to so know how I, wanna, I feel? I want to know. Yes, please. <sighs> I'll tell you how I feel, right? So it does, it does root my, my anger in me roots from game two. It does. It roots from game two. I cannot believe that my own pride and joy, the Yankees, the New York Yankees, put in J.A. Happ. I really can't. I cannot believe that they stooped, they stooped so low that they put in a guy with two letters, J.A. What is it? John, John Andrew, whatever it is. I don't know. I thought he's been in the league for 40 years. And Get I him off the team. Him. Get him out of the MLB. I don't want him anymore. I didn't want him before, and I don't want him now. That's where my anger rooted from, was Hap. What are you thinking, Booney? What are you thinking, brother? Then, my biggest question mark of the whole series was actually the Yankees hitters, though. It was the hitters. I don't understand what happens. I don't know what happens to the Yankees as soon as the word playoff is just put in a sentence. You hear playoff, and then they all just choke. It's like, oh, oh, we went from hitting, having 10 hits a game. Nope, we're going to give you two hits a game now. Playoff, oh, nope, that's, that's minus eight hits. It's over. I want to know what, what just happens to the Yankees. Tyler Glass now is on two days rest. Two days rest, and you can't hit him? Two days rest? Oh, my God, would this dog shut up? Doesn't she know we're trying to do a podcast down here? Lucy! Tyler Glass now on two days rest. You kidding me? You can't, right? You could go out there and hit Tyler Glass now on two days rest. Mm, that's debatable. He's, I mean, he's throwing either a fastball or a curveball, so I'll just sit for a fastball, maybe like drag bunt down the third baseline or something. But two days rest, right? And you're telling me that our the batting champion, DJ LeMahieu, the home run champion, Luke Voigt, Aaron Judge, Giancarlo Stanton, God, Kyle Higashioka. I mean, you name him, Glaber. You guys had them in the palm of your hand you had you had the game that you wanted we you have garrett cole go five almost six innings gets out of a bunt he gets out of a couple jams looks dominant and you make it a bullpen game you get glass you know glass now is not going more than four i mean that's what i thought as soon as i heard that he was starting i was like there's no shot he almost just threw he just threw about 100 pitches a couple days ago they're just doing this because that you guys hit Snell so well in game one. Snell so, they, so well. So they they wanna they wanna switch it up and go go back to something when they're not expecting it. They were having trouble hitting him early in the game. So, you know, seeing him for the first the first time through, they didn't hit him very well. But the second and third time through with Glass now has always been his issue because he's a two pitch pitcher. I mean, he's either throwing a hundred, he's coming at you with a curveball. It's really all he all he does. So you had the Yankees had that game where they wanted it. But to put to leave Chapman out there for seven outs, the way this bullpen's worked over the last hell three, four, maybe five years is do your job, get your three outs, get your two outs, whatever the case may be, and, and go and give get, it to the next go guy. Get it, yeah, and go give it to the next guy. Let him do his thing. It's out of your hands at that point, right? That's a lot of outs. That's a lot of outs. The reason these guys, the reason that Chapman, Green, Canley. Britain, that these guys are relievers, right? Not starters, is because their stuff is very good for the first, for one time through that order, right? I mean, you don't, how many times do you really see closers come in if they, if they stay in the game longer? They don't have that stamina. They're, they're there to get the job done and get out. You know, there's a reason starters and relievers are two completely separate things in the MLB, and you're using him for, you know, 40 pitches. We saw the same thing happen with the Rays in game, what was it, one, where they left him in for 50 pitches, and Stanton goes deep and, and blows the game open. But it was because they were already in a situation that they thought, hey, you know, let's give it up. Let's let him go. We'll save everyone else. Why waste Why waste an arm, right? But you're game five. You're win or go home. You're put up or shut up at this point for the Yankees. And to me, I, I just... So let's talk. Let's let's highlight some things here. Then let's highlight. Let's talk about the Yankees' future. All right, because I, I have a couple questions, and I know you know baseball, so I'll let you try and answer them. Do the Yankees? All right. One is Aaron Boone the coach going forward. Should he be the coach going forward? I don't think. I mean, unless 
there's an absolute collapse, my answer to you is yes. I don't think that the Yankees front office want to take a former player and do that to him um, and get him out when, you know, he obviously has had a couple playoff runs, but he has a team that is, should be World <laughs> Series bound. So Every year. I think unless there's a torrential downfall at some point in the next few years, I think he's your coach going forward. He's still pretty young for his, so, you know what I mean? He knows, he, doesn't, he knows the game of baseball very well, but this year just really questioned me with his decisions. Two. Who's your starting catcher going forward? Is it is it Gary Sanchez, Gary or, Sanchez. or Kyle? It's not Gary Sanchez. He's got to go. I mean, he's Does just he have to go? Tell me. Tell me he has to go. I don't think go. he has to go. Because here's the reason, right? You got you got him, you got Kyle for hell, playoffs or, you know, big games, but you still need a backup catcher and ha- Gary Sanchez isn't a horrible backup catcher. I mean, he'd be one of the better backup catchers in the league, if not the best backup catcher in the league. So why, you know, give him to someone else, let him go somewhere else. If he if he, he's not still doing the performance that you need to pay him a big contract and you can sign him for cheap money or keep, you know, um, how do you say his last name again? Higashioka. Higashioka for like, you know, two, three mil on a year or two contract, right? See how he goes because he's only really proven himself in a very short period of time, right? So I think you you go with that, try and get him on a one-year deal, bring Gary Sanchez back, see what goes on, and then after after next year I think is where you you decide if you, you need him or you need to go get a different catcher. But the catcher position in general has been, you know, a very scarce position for the last many, for pretty much all of baseball history. I mean, you don't usually have more than, you know, five good catchers in a league that can do everything for you. You're lucky if you get one side of production out of them, so... Is should should after all right? So after what you've seen from Giancarlo this year, is he? Do you do you trust in Giancarlo going forward, or do you look to maybe maybe dump that contract and say, okay, I do have enough, you know, players around, you know, besides Giancarlo, and try and maybe turn that into another pitcher or another, you know, catcher or a, a, a combination of both. What, what do you do? Look, you guys didn't have Severino this year. You guys didn't have Paxton for a lot of this year. Herman. Herman. I mean, you know, you have you have the depth there. So I think that also hurts you guys going going into into these playoffs. Um and I think they're gonna come back, you know, just as good as they were. So I don't think it's time to get rid of his contract just yet because of the the glimpses that he showed. I mean he you know, everyone was writing him off at the start of the season saying he wasn't a, he wasn't a Yankee in general, pretty much telling me that, that, you know, and then he goes and hits those six home runs. Oh, now everyone loves him. You know what I mean? So, um, but I mean, that's how it goes. That's how, that's how playing in New York goes. If you don't show up, the fans aren't going to like you. And if you Unless do, your name's Aaron Judge. Right. Then they just love you anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter. What then they does. just love he you. Could, you, could, he could, you could, yeah, he could, he could be injured all year and be like, he's still the best outfield in the league. Right. But right. No, I think, I think John Carlo. Um, health is going to be his biggest issue, and if he stays healthy, he's he's one of the most dominant hitters in the game. Do you now? Last question here is: Do the Yankees make a run? Do the Yankees legitimately have a chance to run to the World Series in twenty twenty one, or is are we just they're going to are a we chance. just hopeless romantics that are always going to you know we're always going to make the playoffs, we're always going to be a good team in the regular season, and then once we get to the the postseason, you know we we just turn into a different baseball team and. You know, we're always just going to have that hope that we're going to make it to the World Series. We never do. Or is there a legit, you know. There's going to be a legit chance that you guys win the World Series every year. Okay. In my personal opinion. There, there's no reason in my mind, if you are a Yankees fan, you shouldn't be thinking World Series championship. I mean, it's been since, what, 2009? Yeah. Do we even have HDTV then? Nope. I mean, holy hell. You know? I mean, I, I I get that they're one of the greatest franchises in history and the whole 27 rings conversation, all that great stuff. But you guys haven't... I mean, you've seen what, two? Since you've, you've got since we've been alive? I mean, hell, I'm a Red Sox fan. I've seen three. Not trying to gloat about it, but Jesus. I mean, like, the, the argument about it just blows my mind that people can still, like... You know, in the last 10 years, the last 15 years, 20 years, you know, it's pretty even. I mean, we've had our ups and downs, and now the Rays, the Blue Jays are coming up, so... It's time to, you know, put the put put the pedal to the metal here for for the American League American League East because we have teams coming up and a lot of young players in this in this league that are are coming up and showing up for the for for their teams. Okay, all right, enough Yankees. I'm let down again. I I had my depression settle in the last couple of days. I'm okay. 
I'll be all right. Just another season of letdown. Um, let's let's preview what's going what's going forward. Um, now we have our championship series set for both uh, the AL and the NL. Mm-hmm. Um, Ray, who who's going to be in the World Series um, from the AL and the NL? Uh, and who I, I know you know who actually I, these are stupid questions because I do know who you believe. But is this going to be an interesting series? Um, between the Rays and the, and the Astros, are you surprised by the Astros at all for making it back to this point? Um, and do they have a chip on their shoulder and have something to prove? Really, do they? I think they do. I think they, I mean they know what everyone's thinking. They know what everyone's feeling right now. No one wants them to be in this position where they're at. You know, they've been hearing all the talk about everything that's been going on, and they've been hearing all the hate that pretty much. I mean, including us. Everyone around the league has been giving them and know everyone's feelings towards them. So um, I think it's a big deal for the Astros if they can make it back. I don't want to see another Dodgers-Astros. For the love of God, help me. I don't want to see that World Series. And like I said, if the Astros make the World Series, I won't watch it. Um, But I think that I'm not surprised by it. I'm not surprised that the Astros are here. I mean, they didn't have the hardest um, route to get here. In my personal opinion, not at all. I mean, you know, A's and Twins have not been teams that really must be nice. Yeah, I must mean, they, nice. they kind of put them on the good side of the bracket over there, where the Coming, where the Rays and the Yankees already, you know, had to go battle. Who had better shot. records too? Yeah, exactly. The Astros who snuck in as like the last seed in the, which is why this they, know, they had a actually did they have a negative record? Yeah, they were. And what and the thing is, like I said at the start of this, bro, is who the hell gets hot? And you got. Guys, you can hit the fucking baseball. You got George Springer, Carlos Correa. I mean, I'm not even going to say Altuve's name in the sentence, but Bregman. Mini man. I mean, and their pitching staff, where the hell did they come from? I mean, they, you're a quitty from out of nowhere, a young prospect who barely threw, like, Barely was showing any signs of greatness this year, and their bullpen was has been pitching pretty well. I mean, I'm They have no shocked. pitchers. They yeah, have no I, pitchers. That's what I mean. I don't know how they're here. Verlander's out, right, for the season. Yep, yeah, he's done. That's Um, crazy. So I think this is going to be a great series. I think it's going to be a really good seven-game series. Really? Um, Yeah, I don't know if it will go the distance, but, you know, if if the Astros stay hot, man, they're a tough team to beat no matter what. It's just a matter of how much the Rays can out-hit them and how much this pitching staff... Uh, can continue to dominate. Yeah, and the the biggest thing that we've seen with the Rays, right, is how do they get most of their runs? Via the the ding-dong? Yeah. Home run. I mean, hitting for average has not been their strong shoot. Oh, no. Uh, I mean, you have a lot of guys who either hit a home run or strike out. So I think that's going to be the big difference is is how much they can put the ball in play and get those. Because with a team like this, you're not going to go toe-to-toe with, with, with home runs just like you just did with the Yankees. It's not going to be that type of series. It's going to be the Astros are going to get a guy on, get him over, and get him in. That's how yep. they play. They're, they're a very average-hitting team. Not well, they're and, good hitters. Yeah, they're, they can just do it all. They they're, can, just they're not one dimensional. Uh, right, they don't. They don't team. live and die by the home run. Exactly, which is yeah. what the Rays do. So uh, that's somewhere where I can see them be, where the series getting out of hand. Um, but if they can hit for average, I see the, this being a very difficult series for the uh, for the Astros. Okay, so we'll so we'll put the we'll put the Rays in, and now let's talk. Let's start the other side. Um, first of all, let's let's give credit where credit's due on the other side. NL. Man, are we are have we been witnessing some greatness from the five one eight man? Stand up from the five one eight, baby. Man. Ian Anderson, if you live under a rock, if you live under a rock, if you genuinely live under, a rock. yeah, if you like, this is not this isn't <laughs> like physically. This is literally like if you, if you physically live, live under a rock. Yes, if yes, Ian Anderson of the Atlanta Braves, twenty sixteen number four pick in the draft, I believe. Number three pick, number right two pick, there. number four, I think. Yeah. Number four pick in the drafts, coming from the same class as me in high school. It's 2020. He got drafted in 2016. I played him in baseball. You played him in baseball. We all played him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's our. That's what we can vouch on is how cool we were that we played Ian Anderson in baseball. Point being, this guy is dominating. He's got baseball by the balls right now. He's got the MLB cradled in his right hand, and he is he, he's mowing down people. He is proving why he was a number four pick. If you want to play footsies, right, just ask. Um, he is just, he's throwing far, far better than anyone expected this early. I mean, we're talking, what, 22 years old? And I his stats right now, Ray, a 
five five ERA, one point nine five ERA. It's one of those. It's, it's, it's under two. Ridiculous. It's under two and thirty five innings pitched. Two shutout uh, playoff performances right now. I I mean you cannot ask for more. If you're the Braves, you have you have your number one pitcher going forward. You do, and it's actually it is insane, man. That we that we can vow, that we can say that we played against this kid. Um, I mean, two two brilliant performances, dude. I, I I look at him and I draw comparisons to like a right-handed Andy Pettit. That's what I see. A, a tall, lanky guy who can who has just you know when they have that that long like you know how Andy Pettit always had the long arm when he threw. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I see from Ian Anderson. His stuff is great. It's not overly dominant where he's throwing, you know, 102 miles an hour. He can control that ball, and he just he throws with such confidence, man. If we're if that's the one headline that I can pull from the series and get people on this show to listen to or and watch for, it's Ian Anderson and how dominant he's been in the playoffs. And to kind of you know, if you're not doing anything on a, on a day this week and Ian, Ian's pitching, tune in, tune in because. He's now he's going to be throwing against the best team in baseball. I mean, you got to you got to tune in. The guys the guys from right here, he got drafted straight out of high school from Clifton Park, right from Shen. I mean, just throw on the TV and and appreciate, you know, that the the talent, the 518 talent, man. Appreciate it. That was my rant. Ray, go ahead. No, I'll, I'll even I'll even add to your rant because I mean, it's been genuinely shocking. I mean, you know, you kind of face these guys when you're when you're you know, younger and everything like that. And you're like, oh, they're not that great. And then they get to these levels and they start dominating. And it's just like, okay, maybe they were that good. Like, we're not <laughs> talking we, about. But this isn't like, you know, he's coming out and just like doing okay. Like, he's thrown 11.2 innings, giving, giving up five hits. This is in two games, by a uh, two-game yes. stretch, by the way, of the playoffs. Three walks, 17 strikeouts. The teams are hitting 125 against him. He has a .69 whip. I mean, he's dominating. He's shoving every time he goes out there against, you know, teams that were like, like we looked at the Marlins and we're like, oh my God, they won. They won the series. They, they got a chance against, you know, against this Braves team because, nope, of, not a chance. because of how, you know, um, how iffy we are on their, on their starting pitching. Nope, not a and chance. And now at the top, it's like, holy hell, these, if, if they win, you know, two games and get deep in this, or if these pitchers, starting pitchers can get deep in these games for the Braves, like they get a chance. Talk but, ab- just talk about, you know, you look at you look at a guy like this, and and I don't mean to throw shade on the whole series because there there are other great storylines and headlines yeah, into coming into the series, but you know look at where this guy came from, and it was all right. This season's a dud. You know we get we get guys. You know we get those younger guys that we drafted. All right, let's get him. Let's get him some burn. You know what I mean? Let's get him. Why some, not? Let's get him some innings. And it went from Ian Anderson was nothing. To Ian Anderson's making his MLB debut as a as a relief pitcher. To oh okay, let's see. We've had some injuries. We've had some problems. Okay, now let's make Ian Anderson a late season starting pitcher. Okay, wow, he threw great. Okay, let's make Ian Anderson a starting pitcher and keep him as a starting pitcher. To okay, let's let Ian Anderson pitch in the playoffs and be our number two starting pitcher. To oh my God, we have our number one starting pitcher going forward. This kid shoves, and he is dominating in the playoffs against playoff baseball teams. Yeah, they have. I mean, what a, very, just what a, an upward tick, man. They, they have such a young starting pitching rotation that they're going to be. You know, this is almost. I don't. Want, it's way too early to say this, but this is really reminiscent of like the three headed the three headed monster they have with Clavin, Smoltz, and um, and Maddox. I mean, like. For, for these three guys to be doing what they're doing at such a young age, if they can keep this talent and keep these guys going forward and giving them people around them, keep Freddie Freeman around. You know, um, Darnold has been playing really yeah. well. Ozuna is probably on his way out this, this offseason. But, I mean, Dansby Swanson, uh, Duvall's been playing really well. You have, you have guys around them that, you know, can play. And I think that's the biggest thing for them is to, is to keep them wanting to come back and want them to, you know, keep throwing like they are because they know they have that, that team behind them that can score runs as well. Um, so in this series, obviously, you know, you have those, you have those couple guys at the start. There's still some injuries to be, to be concerned about. Um, I think with this series, you have to get off to a one Oh two Oh start. 
I mean, you have to you have to put the pressure on the Dodgers. This We've is, seen we saw what they did to the Padres, right? They got out in front and, and kind of took that swagger away from them and kind of just shut everything down, um, and you know just played their game. They've kind of I feel like they reminded themselves out after how they played against the Brewers that we're the fucking best team in baseball right now. We right now with what is left in in the game, we there's no reason that we shouldn't win the World Series, and I feel like they just had to re- kind of remind themselves that so. I think with them, it's got to be, it's got to be put the fe- put the pedal to the metal on on and put them on their back foot, and it's got to be the other way. Um, it's got to be the other way for the Braves. But the biggest thing for me is, you know, how deep can they get? Um, I think pitching depth is going to be their their biggest issue, um, and vice versa. I think the pitching depth of the Dodgers is going to be one of their strengths. It's just going to be a matter of um, biggest question mark to me is is who closes the game for the Dodgers. See now, the way I look at this series is is pretty simple. I see and uh, I see. The, the king, and then I see the throne of the king. In the, in the NL, I'm talking. Mm-hmm. You see, all right, the Dodgers are this, this veteran team. You add Mookie Betts to an already dominant baseball team. You have the pitching. Kershaw's back, and he's looking good. Yep. He's, waving um, off, he's waving off his yes. coaches when he's feeling good. Like oh, I'd he's, love to see it. This is, a, this is that team that's, okay, we finally we, we need to actually win the championship now. You know, we've made it this far. All right, you know, let's take advantage. And then on the other side of it, you have this team that's hungry. This this young team full of just young guys, like you said, the the big the three-headed monster in the pitching rotation. I mean, Acuna, uh, Swanson. I mean, you name them; they're just all there. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's this team that's hungry, and they know that they're that they're the heir to the throne in the NL, and that it's just you know is is now their time. Is next year their time? So I kind of see this series. It could go one of two ways. It could be okay. The Dodgers are still the best team in the NL, or is this that switchover right here? You know, in this shortened season of okay, we're dethroning the Dodgers, and we're not gonna we're not gonna look back. We're not even at our best. We don't even have everyone that we want. Yes. So I think this is also a time though where you have these young guys, like you said, in Acuna Swanson, where they haven't been in this situation before, so they don't care. They got to just play. They got to play freely and play baseball the way they know how to play baseball, and they'll be just fine in the series. I promise you that. That if these guys t- think about it too much, they're going to be hurting themselves. Like Anderson, like Ian said, like you know, you go out there and you walk on that field and you see all the playoff stuff. It's like surreal for the first time. Like it, it feels like you're you're watching it on TV when you're even there. And you know you're about to go start and throw and and pitch against you know the best players in the world the, who can hit a baseball, you know what I mean. So I think it, it's about getting the first first thing jitters out, letting the game come to you, and playing your game as a team. And th- that's the way the the Braves win the series. Um, the Dodgers win, will win the series by just generally being the better team and and, and showing that. I think. Uh, and I'll end with this. It's just I think if there's one time that you. If there's if there's one time and there's one situation you could draw up for this Braves team to dethrone the Kings in the in the uh, National League, it's it's right now. I mean you're there's you're not in you're not in LA you're not in the Dodger Stadium, okay? You're on a neutral site. There's there's little to no fans, okay? So you're not getting chirped at by fifty thousand, forty thousand, sixty thousand. I don't know what it is fans, fans in LA, <laughs> okay? All right, you're on a neutral site. You have a young team. The jitters should be gone. They should be out the window, and it should just be. If they don't, if they don't win this series, man, I I think Dave Roberts has to go. Like I think team, if they don't win this series, like this team is just stupid, stacked. Just like you just stacked. look at their lineup and the fact that there's a DH always in the in the series. It's like, who do you want to face? I mean, Will <laughs> Smith is having one of the best years for a catcher that we've seen in a while. I mean, he's been hitting the hell out of the ball. You got Cody Bellinger. I mean, Justin Turner's been playing well. I mean, you got Mookie. You got Muncie. You got, I mean, literally the list goes on. It, it doesn't stop no matter where you go. And then you're like, why is Bellinger hitting sixth? And then it's like, oh, wait. We kind of want to just switch it up because you're like, oh, thank God I'm through the, like, the worst part of the lineup. And then Cody Bellinger's, like, coming up with his cock swing and, like, just ready. You know what I mean? Like, this team, this this team is, is the time. This is the one time. The downfall for them, though, will be who can close the game. Kenley Jansen has not been your guy. No, he hasn't. You need your starters have been your bread and butter this whole playoffs. Please, for the love of God, Dave Roberts, <laughs> like put dust, give Dustin May a closing job or something. I mean, I don't even care. Throw Kershaw out there in, in the in the Do something. Game. Do something like the Giants did with Mad Bum. I mean, you have to find that dominant guy that they can't hit. 
that you can go to in those situations and then still bring him in and throw him for 20 pitches and then bring him in two days later because it's a seven-game series in seven days, like, that's going to be the craziest part of this is, is depth. I mean, these guys are going to get tired, and we're going to see it quick. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the, the World Series is just going to be an absolute shit show. I'm here I'm, for I'm it. I'm ready for I'm it. I'm here for I'm it. I'm so ready for it. I'm excited. All right, let's let's talk less less kind of sports. You know, I don't know whatever season thing. We got football thing. to watch, huh? We do have football to watch <laughs> soon. Um, but before or after football tonight, like you said, we got Game Six, and I don't know, Ray. I'm a little. There's just a little bit of worry and doubt in me that this series could turn sour really quick, and Game Seven really? could could happen. Hey man, I was I wrote him off. I wrote him off Friday night. I wrote Jimmy and and You're the rest wrong. of that squad off. I wrote them off. Okay, to be to be sitting here on a Sunday morning now looking at Game Six, that's I'm a little worried. Um, two dominant performances so far this final series from LeBron and Anthony Davis. I mean, you cannot say enough about how they've been playing. Um, to 40, 40 points here, forty points there, combined for. And these guys have combined for probably, I mean, at the least, at the least they've combined for what sixty something. I mean, it, it, that's just this is this is the Lakers series to lose, obviously. But I mean, let's talk about Jimmy Butler again, man. We talked about him last week, and you know we were like, oh yeah, let's throw some appreciation at Jimmy. I mean, he just keeps doing it. Forty-seven minutes. Um, Seems like every night he goes out there and, and forty-seven is, minutes. I mean, this guy game. is just a warrior. He is just an absolute, in every sense of the word, a warrior. And he is, he's willed this Heat team. I mean, whatever whatever this team needs, whatever spark they need uh, on, on any given night, he just, he finds a way to do it. I mean, 47 minutes, Ray, is, is, a, is a tall task when you're guarding the king. Bro. When you're guarding the king and you have to go out there and put 40-point 40, 40 triple doubles and not rest, I mean... You know, I, I get it's I get it's only the game of basketball, but that dude is tired. You saw him walk off the uh, the stage or the you know the interview stage the other night, and he's like hobbling. The dude's tired. I mean, talk about a guy that's backpacking. There's no there's no LeBron backpack in this series, all right? Because he's got Anthony Davis right there, and he's doing his thing too, all right. But I mean, I'm a little worried. I'm a little worried for the Lakers, man, just because of just because of Jimmy. This this Heat team just doesn't want to give up. They don't want to give up. You can, jabs left, right, boom. LeBron six for eight. Anthony Davis this and that. I mean, come on, man, come on. They're taking the jabs and they just keep rolling with them. And it's it's impressive. It's impressive. It's got me. It's got me back in the series and watching it. It does. This is what stood out to me. And if this happens for the next two games, the Heat are going to win the finals because. You have LeBron James and Anthony Davis who combined for 68 points, right? You had one other score above 10. One. You're one other player above 10. It was Contavious Caldwell Pope, who's been playing actually very surprisingly very well. Very well. Very surprisingly very well. well. I wrote him off at the start of the season, but he's been playing. Um, I mean, he's been the basically their third guy. Which yep. I thought it was going to be Kuzma. I thought he was going to finally step up and show his place. The Lakers don't have a third guy, though. That's their, that's how they play. That, yeah, I know. But, like, you hope that these guys, I mean, if this happens, all right, they're bench, right? Morriso for two. Kuzma three for ten. Rondo one for seven. Caruso one for three. Three-point range. 0 for two, 0 for four, 0 for three, one for two. You're talking about, I'm talking three for 22. I mean, you're talking in the teens percentage. One for 11 from three. Off your bench. That can't happen. No. I mean, these guys can do all they want. You can have LeBron go for it. But we saw it with when he was against the Warriors. I mean, he had those crazy numbers, and they still got pretty much almost swept. We may need to see. He got one out of it, but, I mean, we need to see something. I mean, come on. We may need to see. And and this is so sad that I even have to say this. But in order for the Lakers to win these next two games, we have to see two 40-point performances from, from LeBron and AD. In order for them to, to win these Bro, games. like Jimmy's getting 35, 12, and 11, and five of the other six guys are over double digits. They're, I mean, you know what I mean? It's a collective effort. 
It's how it has to be. When you have that one guy, obviously for the Lakers it's two, but you literally need one or two. You need two more guys to step up. You need one or two guys to hit a few more shots, and you only lost by three to this team when your bench performed like that. I mean, to me, it seems like it has to be over because I don't see that this Lakers bench does this again. I just can't see it in my head. But if it happens, if it continues to happen, and these guys don't get out of this funk, might be might be seeing seven, Joe. I'm a little worried. I, you know, there's just so many storylines that, like hidden storylines in the series that you know we can't, we won't talk about until the, you know, the the virus is way long, far and gone, and you know we're moved on with life and this and that. But like, you know, let's break it down into just what it is right now. It, you know, let's. I hope. I hope as a sports fan, and I for the last 22 years on this earth, I've been a sports fan. Damn it. LeBron, please win this series tonight. Just, just put it away, There's man. So many, we're like, gonna people, talk. We're gonna uh, talk about it in a, in a, in a long time. We're gonna, you know, because it's it's just such a weird time for everybody, and you know, we're not paying enough attention to the series. We've said that. It, there's not the same excitement. We've said that. It's just how it is. But we're gonna look back at some point, and we're gonna talk about this weird, odd, disgustingly whatever whatever the hell this year is. All right, we're gonna talk about it at some point. We're gonna say, you know what, LeBron James still won that championship though. Regardless of what it was, the easiest, the hardest, I mean, whatever you want to call it. we I want to look back and be able to say that LeBron won this chip. And so, please, for the love of God, man, for the love of God, please, LeBron, win this damn championship tonight, man. Can and you just, imagine? Just be done with it. Just be done and just let's move towards. Take your time off. Let's figure out what the hell's going on next season. Like, please, please. Can you imagine, though? Please. Just if please. he gets revert like three one, I mean, he will never be if he, able. He will never. There will never ever, be another goat talk conversation no, ever again. Ever that that involves In LeBron history. James. No way. Nope. Nope. I mean, it would be way. It, he would be please. so far down in the. Please. In the well. I mean, he'd be begging for water down there. Please. I, I I'm begging him right now. There's no chance. I'm even thinking about. I'm begging about him. It. All right, Ray. So that's that's the finals talk. Oh, let me talk. Let me say one more thing. Yes. LeBron, for the love of God, please stop bitching. Holy hell. I mean, it's every call. It's every play. You, you get a lot of it. And, and you know, when when you don't get it, it's like a crybaby on the court. And God, man, I mean, man, that should fuel this guy. This guy should be like, okay, they're not giving me that call. Bet. I'll run through them. Like, you know what I mean? Like, instead of looking for the foul, draw, trying to draw the foul, throwing up these crazy shots. Like, I just don't. I hate this LeBron that I'm watching. I miss the LeBron that was, I'm going to score the basketball regardless of who's in front of me. That's the guy I miss. And I feel like we're not getting that same guy consistently. Like, LeBron's always complained a bit, but it's been getting a lot worse since he's become, like, the definite, like, best player in the league over the past years, right? Mm -hmm. There's no one really kind of with him right now, especially because Kevin Durant is out. Yeah. So, I just want to see it. I just want to see old LeBron one more time. I mean, you're getting up there. You've been showing us that you're still one of the best... The one of the best players. I'm not gonna say the best, but one of the best players in the world. So, okay, all right. I just want to see old LeBron. I want. I just want to see. Stop a, bitching. I want to see another ring on his finger tonight. Just show me. Show me the Larry and just say, let's get there. You know, whatever it is, the the Larry. That's the freaking. It's <laughs> like, what are you talking? Show me the Larry. <laughs> the Larry. Point being, you know, you always get an MVP at least. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, last thing I want to talk about, and, you know, I, we, we were talking about it. We were like, you know, there needs to be one last thing. We just need to do one last thing. And I think I pointed this out. I don't know if I pointed it out on the podcast, so. I just, let's talk about, let's talk about what we're going to talk about, all right, going forward. Because things are going to get real, real weird, man. Things are going to get real weird in the next coming weeks. And you're looking at me like, what is this dude about to talk about? Dude, <laughs> think about it. If I think we, I'm... Think you're talking about that? I know, but I yes. don't think I know. You probably think you, you if probably I think know. what you think I think I know, then I think you know what I know. Yes, <laughs> dude, we're we're in a time right now where there's been basketball, football, baseball, hockey. I mean, you name it. There's all the sports playing. Right, this is a rude awakening. Right, coming up right here. Baseball is going to be done very soon. Baseball's got what two weeks left. Basketball is going to be done maybe tonight. Done. I mean, football, holy hell. Nobody knows what's going on with damn football. 
we're 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 looking at football what once a week, twice a week, may three times a week. Okay, so we're, that's three days a week that we have sports. Hockey's long gone. Hockey's already they're already you know ice fishing in freaking Canada, <laughs> wherever the hell they are. All right. Point being is Ray, we're there's gonna come a, there's gonna come a time again in like two weeks where we're sitting here and there's not gonna be a last dance to talk about on the episodes. What are we gonna do? What are, what we're just gonna talk straight. There's gonna come a time, dude. There's gonna come a time in like a week and a half. There's gonna be no last dance. It's just gonna be football. It's gonna be like shove football in every single hole that football can be shoved in. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Do you have any ideas? Any ideas? Yeah. I, don't, I don't want to spoil them. I want to think about it and come up with good stuff that people aren't thinking about. But I also think, I mean, we're still oh going to have. Oh, my God. <laughs> we're still going to have. We could do that. That could be a, could be a segment. Um, but I think we're going to. I mean, we're still going to have a lot of offseason stuff for baseball and, and basketball that I think we're going to be able to talk about. I mean, we're going to have Kyrie Katie injury updates, stuff like that. So I, I don't think it's going to be like, like horrible. But it's not going to be great. I mean, we're going to be probably trying to find stuff every week compared to, like, just getting here and just being like, yeah, this is, we can talk about all four sports today and just be done with Shove it. Shove it down your throat. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like, we can just kind of go anywhere we want with it. But then it's like, I mean, we can always talk, like, you know, we don't know when the next seasons are going to nope. come, though. You know what I mean? Like, nope. think about it. I mean, obviously, and we'll be kind of ended the same way. But, nope. I mean, basketball. December. Yeah, I maybe. Mean, like, maybe. Are they just starting back up? Like, usually it's starting back in the bubble. Yeah, I mean, so I don't, I don't really know. I don't really know what's going to happen. Right. I mean, usually we end in June, and then you know this is the time. This is, where we're, we're talking like we're talking, NBA tip off yeah, right exactly, now. Yeah, nope. Exactly. Yeah. Nope. Exactly. So nope. Not this year. Nope. I don't know. It's going to be. Uh, I mean, hey, we've we've battled through Corona and making episodes off that, and so I think I think somehow I think we're kitted for anything, man. I mean, we we me and you can just talk. We're just built different. We can just spew <laughs> words out of our mouth, and I'll look at a clock, and it'll be three and a half hours later. So it's and you know this is this is something else that I want to do too. Okay, so I like that. Thanks for the positivity, Ray. Other thing, let this is like a spotlight. I want to do a spotlight something. You know, like spotlight one guy that that just stood out to you during the week. <laughs> this is this is one guy that really stood out to me during the week. Okay. Let me give you let me give you three three names. Okay. G, man, Choi. You want to talk about one of the biggest fucking savages you've ever met? I mean, talk about a guy that's got the odds stacked against him, right? <laughs> Dude, I'm thinking about it the other night. I, I'm thinking I'm sitting there. All right. First of all, fat. Just there's no other way around it. And, and dude, I love him. All right, I love him. Like he's awesome. But like, let's just big dude. But we're also talking straight facts. That's what we do. Fat. <laughs> just like, like you know, we won't get into into the other. Just a fat dude, a first baseman, three funny names, and G Man Choi. I mean, a G Man. Just that. I mean, what a more fitting name for a dude. But. I'm sitting there scrolling through Instagram the other night, and our job is, as podcasters, as you know, guys who like to scroll through social media, is to get that that fun stuff, right? I mean, mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there the other night, and G-Man's live on Instagram after after his uh, after the win against the Yankees, and this dude is playing Empire State of Mind, smoking a fat cigar, and stomping on trash cans. I mean, talk about, just talk about one of the biggest savage moments that you'll ever see out of a man. G-Man Choi gets my spotlight of the week. I just had to throw that out there, right? You don't have to give me a spotlight or anything. I, I don't need, I, you, don't, you don't have to give me one. I just had to throw this out there for the people to, to realize G-Man Choi is maybe one of my favorite baseball players now. If not, like, he, he's top three for me. He's top three. G-Man Choi smoking a cigar, stomping on trash cans as he's about to play the Astros, really throwing a jab at them, and then, oh, wait, let me play Empire State of Mind. Screw you, Yankees. G-Man Choi, that, that, that's what this episode is. I'm sending, this one's going straight out to G-Man Choi. What a beast. That's awesome. What a savage, man. I actually do have one now that you kind of brought this up. This is, this is actually fun. Um, a good topic, I think. Mark Cuban, man. 
I don't know if you've been keeping up with him, but him on Twitter is is funny as Gold. hell. Oh my god, him and Ted Cruz go at it every single day, and everything that Ted Cruz throws at him, he just roasts him back in a matter of seconds. And it seems like Ted Cruz has like these these guys that are like, "Yo, I need something quick." Like you know what I mean? Like Mark Cuban's just raw with it, and Ted Cruz, you just kind of feel like has it like scripted. And just to watch them go back and forth on Twitter and just see Mark Cuban just absolutely roast him is hilarious. Did we make something um, happen just now? Did we just make this I happen? Mean, this was yeah. We never talked about this. So. No, this is this is raw. This Talk about spot. raw. Yeah, I love raw. All right. <laughs> oh. Um. But yeah. no, also, as well, okay. um, as well, um, he posted a picture actually of Delonte West. Um, I don't know if you saw this. Oh yeah. And I mean, this guy yeah. just cares about people. Like he he just generally wants the best for people. I mean, you can say all you want about him, but I just. I love him that he's our owner, and yeah, he can do a lot of questionable things, but he also does a lot of great for people. And I just think, you know, if you think of him in a certain way, there's there's more to look beyond than you know how how bad or how much he talks down to people and and stuff like that. Because you know, you can still be that kind of person and still want good and to bring out the good in people, and that's what he does. I mean, he's a realist and he wants to bring out the best in people, and that's what he does with. Hell, if it's Luca, if it's someone on the Mavs, it's if it's someone that he's roasting on Shark Tank, it's you know he he just gives those facts and he's I just love, raw. I love everything about it and um, yeah, I mean for him to post that with, about Delonte West and you know say that he's you know been going through all this tough these tough times you know since he's got gotten out of the league and and he's taking his, the time to you know help him and try and get him back to normal is, is just is just crazy man uh shout out to shout out to Mike Neat for also for for throwing that this at me that kind of um fueled this uh Mark Cuban. So, so three three people so this is our spotlight of the week we have G-Man Choi we have Mark Cuban and we have Mike Neat <laughs> on the spotlight um last thing my dude June. Yep. Um Oh, I forgot to talk to you about maybe before you get into it, maybe um maybe something in the works for us as well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. But go ahead. My dude June. Funny story actually is yesterday was my stepdad Greg's fiftieth birthday. And I had no idea what to get him. And so I and so I was awake on Friday, woke up on Friday morning and went upstairs and saw his hair. And I was like, holy God, this man needs a haircut. So I was like, all right, 50th birthday is tomorrow. Let me get him, let me get him a gift. Went out, bought, bought him a bottle of Jameson. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me think out of the box. Let me get him, let me book him a let me book him a haircut with June. Guess what I did, Ray? I'll tell you, I'll give you the steps right here. Looked at his hair, said, What the fuck? What the duck? What the duck? <laughs> Went on Booksy. Typed in 12 months of June, like I always do. Was like Book again. Hit book again right on it. Picture of him right there. You just click the book again button. You look at a time. Dude's dude's busy. Busy guy. Booked him for like the 16th or something, maybe. I I don't even know what it was. Booked him. Now my dude, now my dude Greg's going to have a fresh cut. You, you, uh, Greg, yo, just go over to uh, right on Vetrano there. Just literally pop in. Dap him up. Fist, fist bump him. Elbow bump him. I don't know what you're into. COVID days are a little weird. Just go over there, do something. Hey, I'm Greg. Joey, Joey booked me this haircut. Already paid for. Oh, that's it. That's it. You want to? I say it every week, man. You want to go over? You want to just get a better cut? You want to just be able to get away from things? I know my mom's a pain in the butt sometimes, so I'm sure he wants to get away from it. He's gonna love it. Dude's gonna walk out of there with a big smile. And then if he wants to, he can go just have some Jameson. Hell, <laughs> happy fiftieth birthday, Greg. Point being, my dude June always knows what's going on. He's with it. Great tunes. You, you the best the best part about everything is you go in on a Friday and you get the new he's playing all the new music that came out on a Thursday night. That's the best part, man. New albums, Big Sean, whatever it may be. That was one of the latest Detroit 2, I think. Point being is you go in there and you're just hearing new music, bro. And he's just throwing it at you. He's like, "Yo, you hear this?" I'm like, "Nah, dude. I just woke up." He's like, "All right, dude. I got you." So he said DJ June too. Point being is, if you want a fresh cut, yo, you want to get away from everything, you want to have an easy go-to, you know, just get on Booksy, book them up. 12 months of June, always finesse in my head. I, I'm in need of a cut again already. My hair grows like a, a shrub. Um, so it's already time for me to get another haircut. I'm going on Friday. I'm going to get a fresh cut. 
Um, he's going to make sure that I have no itches on my neck, which is always just a, when you got the, when you got the rest of your day going on, you don't want hair on your neck, bro. You know that, True. you know that. And June always, always, that's the last thing I'm going to say, always does a great job. Make sure I never have hair on my neck when I have to go out and go through, through the rest of my day, man. Always not an itch, man. And that's, and that's, the, that's why I go to June. But besides that, right. Sunday morning was a success. I think. Still yeah. a little shot. Are you putting it up today? I didn't even ask you. Yeah, I'm putting it up in like 20 minutes. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Do a little editing. I wasn't sure if we were going to keep it as like Monday or... I was, but then I was like, you know what? I, but if we're talking like LeBron and stuff, I just... Yeah, like, to get it up before it ha- actually happens so it doesn't look like we... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just said we were talking on Sunday. Just so, so we're going to talk... thought we were smart. Yeah. So give us some feedback. Maybe you like it Sundays. Maybe Who knows what we're going to do? Mm-hmm. I like Monday nights, but... Really isn't about us. Yeah. Also, let me know. Um, you know, Instagram comments on Twitter, whatever. Text me. I don't care about what you think about um, my take on the Yankees, um, and and what you feel that they should be be doing going forward as well. I'd love to hear. Last thing, make sure that we're always, uh, you know, looking up the stuff that we're putting up merchandise wise. Um, we got a couple more weeks on the on the breast cancer stuff. We're raising mad money. We're doing good stuff with that. Um, we're releasing new product soon. We're taking pictures of our products. We're going to look swag in our breast cancer stuff. More fun days, more boobies. Um, boobies just a good word, right? <laughs> All right. Now, we're, now I'm just dragging it out. Just make sure you're looking at the merch um, and, you know, do all the stuff that makes us more swag than we already are, which is hard to do, but just do it. Right, any last comments? Yeah, there's one. Make sure you let the fun days roll. Let the fun days roll.